Hello, my name is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 187 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode Last Day of June Spoiler Cast, but I want to remind you guys that this podcast will hit my website, www.gamewithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Please go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the show. You can subscribe to the podcast on either Apple iTunes, Spotify, um, I'm also on SoundCloud. Uh, the audio for the podcast goes up on um, 7 a.m. on YouTube, just the audio. And uh, I'm also on the Google Play Store. So go to those places. Give me the likes, the subscribes, things like that. The ratings, reviews, all that kind of stuff help the algorithm. It looks like more and more people are listening to the show, but no one's rating it um, because my viewer, my listenership is up like hundreds of percents, but the ratings really help. Um, I'm also on Twitter at JustLittleJoe. I'm really bad about promoting this stuff. I'm still bad after 187 episodes. It's so sporadic. I need to be better about that. But um, yeah, so uh, I finished the last day of June, and what a game. Um, you know, in the deep dive I talked about, Survivor's Guilt and just guilt in general about, you know, what you do when you feel guilt, and I thought really that's where the game went to with Carl and June. Of course, just to recap, uh, the game is called Last Day of June, Um this was in my early impressions video, but it came out on um, on PlayStation 4 and Windows on the 31st of August of 2017, and it came out on the Nintendo Switch the 16th of March 2018. Um, it is based on a, uh, a song by Steve Wilson called Drive Home. Uh, there's a soundtrack for the album. Uh, the game's only about three or four uh, hours long, but um, the, what I did is it, it took me a couple of sessions to obviously beat the game and things like that. And I took some breaks and I was trying to beat some other stuff and prepare for some other podcasts I'm doing. Um, but really, instead of recapping the whole thing beat by beat, that's kind of like unhelpful. I will be spoiling major parts of the game though. So if you haven't played Last Day of June, please pause the, uh, pause the podcast, go play the game. It's only about three or four hours. It's on PlayStation Plus, the extra tier. That's where I got it. Um, I didn't check Game Pass. I don't know if it's on there. Um, and it, but it's on the Nintendo Switch, like I just said, um, and it's on Windows. Um, I will say this, though. I was way wrong in my deep dive. A little bit wrong. This is more of a fantasy tale about death, um, but I still think it says some pretty amazing things uh, about grief, the grieving process, and I'm really going to focus in on three things that I think kind of blew me away in this game and something that was really revelation that I'm glad I sat with this a day before I recorded the podcast because I was kind of... Uh, Shocked a little bit, and I told my wife about it. She was like, what? So this game is basically a Rubik's Cube. Uh, like I said in the early impression video, you play Carl. Uh, you and your wife, June. Major spoiler coming up. She is expecting. Um, you guys go to the lake. She draws sketches and paints. There is bad weather. You decide to go home because you're outside without warm clothing. Uh, there was a car wreck. You try to swerve out of the way, June dies. So June and the child she was carrying die. That is terrible. So what you're doing is you wake up after the accident. You're in a wheelchair. And you basically are, you know, everything is drab and dark. You are obviously in a deep state of depression, probably denial. The stages of grief I don't like, those are probably going on. Um, I understand about the stage of grief. I always make fun of them, but I don't think you move from them to the other one. They kind of, you bounce around. Anyway, that's another episode. But um, basically what happens is you are going through the house, looking at June's paintings, 
touching the painting of particular town people. There's only four people in this little kind of cul-de-sac you're in. There's a small boy, an old man, a hunter, I think they call him. He's got a gun and a bulldog. And there's an old man. Um, so basically what you're doing is, uh, oh, and the neighbor, a blonde neighbor. So, um, June painted paintings of all these people. You are touching the painting and then kind of reliving the day, the last day of June. And what you're trying to do is move people and things out of the way of the wreck. So the boy wanted to play soccer with you or June or somebody ended up playing with the bulldog that the hunter had and the bulldog threw the ball in the road that you and June were driving down when it was rainy and gross. You swerved out of the way and um, killed June, basically, uh, you know, accidentally. But what happens is each person in the town kind of, it's again, it's a Rubik's Cube where if you give an item to somebody on one timeline, it's unavailable to someone on another timeline and you need to line up the timeline in a way to make it so June doesn't die. But there's a catch. Like I said, this is a fantasy game. The fantasy of it is it, and these this is, I think, where the fantasy and kind of what it really says about grief are pretty amazing. After you complete these things and move the timeline around, and get kind of everybody out of the way so there is nothing there's nothing wrong nobody's in the road nothing interrupts you while you're driving uh you see what really happened and what really happened was the weather conditions were just terrible and a few leaves got stuck in your windshield wipers when it's heavily raining and you couldn't see and this is one of the things i think the game does good when that happens a trophy pops up that says you could not stop this that's what the trophy's called. I played it on PlayStation. It was a bronze trophy, if that matters to you. But that's when I had to stop and just think for a second of the games going, all right, how do we take something like I've talked about before, about gamifying something that's very tragic and terrible and making it mean something with just something as simple as a trophy? I think this game, when that trophy pops, I just like sat there and was like, this is nuts that a game would do this. Now... You can keep playing after this. In fact, the game's not done. So if you want to finish the game, you kind of have to keep playing. And the thing about it is you keep, you go into the room that June has painted these things. You're breaking all the paintings because you're just upset at everything. And um, what happens is a light appears in a room upstairs. You go upstairs and you see the nursery that was built. And it's beautifully lit, put together and ready to go, and you see a faded image of June. You go, her notebook is on the table, you look through her notebook and basically see scenes of the game, things that you've tried to change with arrows pointing back and forth, and you get so shocked, you put it down, but you end up going downstairs and um, kind of, well, actually at that moment, there's one last memory. The old man, you didn't actually move his Rubik's Cube of things around or whatever so you go down and see the painting of the old man and what happens is the day june died was your birthday or she was giving you a gift i don't know uh, like i said everybody speaks in simlish so it's difficult like you can understand what's going on and i definitely had a major you know this game had a major impact on me uh i do game of the year awards that don't matter uh the seven people who listen to this will be like i don't know man um but I will be giving like a game of the year award to the best game that I played with grief this year. So obviously it spans time and system and all that. I'm not, I'm system agnostic. So, um, but I'll be doing that later, uh, earlier in uh, next year. But anyway, 
the old man is helping June with a gift. He's wrapping it. Uh, you give it to June. And this also affects and shows that she dies in a car wreck. No matter what you do, there's a small puzzle where it basically has to do with your yard, where you're trying to move people back and forth in the yard to make it so something changes about the day. Maybe you suggest to June that you should go to the lake and not her doing it. Or maybe you come in later and then she's doing something else. All you're trying to do is moving pieces of the puzzle around to make something different. You do that, you still get in a wreck. And um, the end of it, when the guy's giving, the old man is trying to walk with the steps and give the package to June, you get another trophy. It says, some things cannot be changed. So they're reinforcing, it's a bronze trophy if you care. Uh, I didn't when I got it. Again, I had to stop and be like, oh, geez, it's really good. Um, yeah, it took a while. I'm gl Again, I'm glad I sat for a day with that. But it's reinforcing this idea that some things you can't stop or... Uh, you know, the, you can't affect these things. It's not happening. You're not, it's not, you cannot change these things. But here's where I think the game really does a loop. Again, this is a fantasy game. So after you go through the wreck and you wake up and you're distraught, instead of waking up in the chair like you've been doing all uh, this whole game and going to her study where the pictures are and seeing the, or seeing the paintings, you wake up back on the lake in the beginning of the game where you and June were sitting and she was sketching and you were handing her, she was handing you a gift. And you have the realization, this is where the animation is amazing. They don't speak, but you realize that Carl has seen all of this. He knows what's going to happen. It starts to rain and he, he drops his head. He is sad. He knows that he has to get in the car, that they have to go home, and that June is going to die. He cannot do it. You go to the car, you try to grab the handle, you do it three times. He drops the handle and doesn't open the door. He goes to her side of the car, says something to her, hugs her, and then makes her drive. And on the way back, as you're driving home, you can hit X and it says, tell her, meaning that you have switched places with her. Now, one thing that I didn't mention, that I not, forgot to mention, was that throughout the game, you keep seeing these dioramas before you go into memories. You go in like this gray area and you'll go to June and Carl like through their life. Oh, they're looking at the stars. Oh, he's messing around on a stump trying to climb. Oh, she's giving him a gift. Um, he's giving her paintbrushes. You also see that she experienced a miscarriage. I don't know when. It doesn't have time. It doesn't say when. Like, you know, what year or whatever. But he consoles her by buying her paintbrushes. And so she starts to paint. And so... When you see her grab her stomach before they go to the lake in the beginning of the game, you're like, wow, she's already gone through this. This is terrible. She has to go through it again. Uh, you know, I've been very transparent. My wife and I, my wife has had two miscarriages and our son passed away in the hospital. So three, we've lost three children. And this was one of the things where as soon as she grabbed her stomach, uh, when before they went to the lake, that would just, it was like, yep, of course, of course. Now, I wasn't triggered by this. It didn't upset me. But just something as simple as there's no dialogue, there's no exchange between, wow, I hope the nursery gets set up, I hope this, it's just her touching her stomach and you know the heartbreak that's about to happen. So what happens is basically in this fantasy game towards the end, since you switch place with June, you're basically taking her place in the wreck and you die. But she can live with their kid. You have a very touching scene where it's like the afterlife. She's alive standing by the broken car and you're in a white area, and you walk up to her, and you have this incredibly touching exchange where you hug each other. 
She wipes tears that you can't see from your eye because everything in this game is abstract, but you know that's exactly what's happening. She removes his glasses, and they do an amazing thing at the end where they fade in from her removing your your glasses to putting them on your gravestone. Now, since everything in this game is exaggerated, your glasses are way bigger than the gravestone, but it shows that she's putting your oversized glasses on your grave, and she's about, I don't know, six, seven months pregnant, maybe? Maybe a little bit more pregnant. I mean, it's a game, and even my wife is pregnant. I'm like, how far along? Okay. (laughs) Bad at telling that kind of stuff. But it basically shows her going about her life with, uh, you know, no husband. But if you watch the epilogue, you get another, if you watch all the credits and watch the epilogue, you get another cutscene where it shows her at the lake sketching and you hear footsteps run up to her on the dock. And it's her son who they've animated to look a lot like Carl. And he gives her a flower, just like you did in the beginning of the game as Carl. She stops for a second, gets very sad. The son drops his head because he thought he screwed up. I mean, obviously, if you see your parents mad or sad, you're like, oh, no, what did I do? She stops, hugs him, and then the game ends. And that's when I had to, um, glad the credits were done and everything because I had to take a break. And she went down the street to a bar, had a beer, read a book, and just thought about the game for a bit. Um, You know, this is, again, a fantasy abstract game, but the fact that they're able to pull these very real things out of grief would you tell someone if you knew that you were going to die? Uh, I did not. I had the choice to, but I didn't. And if you don't, you basically, on the ride home, just lean over and kiss her on the forehead. That's all that happens. So, yeah, that's crazy. Um, you know, the, the you know, I, I don't know. It, it, looking at the Wikipedia and stuff for this game, I don't think it really won. Um any awards or anything, which is kind of, it got like a 75 or a 76 on Metacritic. I, oh, right here. It was received favorable by critics. Uh, it got 33 on the top 50 games of 2017. Polygon, Polygon ranked it 38 on their 2017. Uh, there's an Adventure Gamers Aggie Award. Uh, it won Best Story. Uh Oh, and it was it was also nominated for the Game Beyond Entertainment. So that's kind of cool that there is like a Game Beyond Entertainment. Uh, it's the British Academy Game Awards, which is kind of neat. I'm kind of glad that games can kind of shine in this unorthodox way. And I'm happy that I got to play Last Day of June. Again, my Game Awards are coming up. I know it's Regency biased, but I've tried to complete more games this year. I will look through the games and try to decide... Uh, you know, which one won, and this is definitely in the top of the running, because after this game, I was kind of dumbstruck how bold the game was, even being as abstract as it was, still packed a powerful punch, and I'm still thinking about it. Still thinking about the art in the game. They did an amazing job. The soundtrack's really good. Steve Wilson did the songs. Uh, Let me see if that's... I wrote that. Yes. Thrilling when someone's looking something up in a podcast. Yes, Steve Wilson did all the songs on the soundtrack. I don't know if you can actually just buy the soundtrack separate. There's 15 tracks, sorry. Um, but it um this is weird. Anyway, yeah. What a game. Uh play it, enjoy it. I wish there was more people that played this game. You know, I guess I could read old reviews. I don't know if there's any kind of like I don't know spoiler chat i guess i'm doing it but i mean with other people that have played the game because i want to talk about the themes and stuff like that and i think for this podcast it's pretty amazing you know 
uh, and it's exactly what I'm talking about. You take a game of death like this, make it a little abstract, there's a little bit of fantasy, but really still be able to pack a punch. Not a lot of games can do that, and I'm glad I played the last day of June. It was kind of like on one of these lists of, because I'm always, you know, you hear about games, or you read lists of games, and I have a ledger and a notes program about, you know, maybe I should play this, and you know, a list of games to play. And this is on there, and I was like, nah, I don't know. And I started playing it, and I go, eh, I don't know. And then, you know, by the end, I was just near sobbing. So it, it hit me in the feels. So I cannot recommend this game enough. Please play the last day of June and support the developers. Um, but I think with that, that is it this week, guys. I will talk to you again next week. But I want to remind you before we leave that this podcast hits my website, www.gamewithgrief.com. Monday morning at 7 a.m. Please go there. Let me know what you think of the show. You can subscribe to the show on either Apple iTunes, Google Play Store, or Spotify. And the audio of the episode goes up day and date, 7 a.m. on Monday, just like it does on the website. So go there. Please like and subscribe to the show. Give me the ratings, the stars, all that kind of stuff. You can also write to me at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. And you can, uh, and I'm on Twitter, at just little Joe. So if you want to interact with me there, talk to me there, you can do that. And I think that's it this week, guys. Everybody be safe, and I will talk to you again next week. Bye.